WHHH-FM Indianapolis. It's time to take a look at what's going on in and around Indy. It's Open Lines, your eye on the community on High 96.3. Hold up. And good Sunday morning to you, Indianapolis. It is June 28th, 2020. I'm Indy's newsman from WRTV, Cameron Riddle, sitting alongside the queen of community. What's up, y'all? Ebony Chappelle here. Happy to be here this morning on this rainy Sunday morning. How you doing, uh, Cam? It is a good day, but it is wet, and this is a perfect day uh, to do nothing but sit in the bed. But we got work to do today. We do, we do. You know, somebody has to bring the news the updates to the people and we are the ones to do it so time to get started we've got a busy show planned ahead for you today of course uh the pandemic continues and this has been life-changing for just about everybody in some way shape or form and so this morning uh, we will be hearing about some new unemployment benefits not just extended money that could come to help you get through this but what if you're ready for a career change and you've been knocked off your feet and you want to do something completely different but maybe you don't know what it is or you don't have the training to do what you've always dreamed of no worries the man who is in charge of all of that for the state commissioner fred payne will join us on our live line in just a second that's coming up but ebony there's also a lot going on at the madam walker legacy center there is so you know we started out the year being super excited about the madam walker being renovated and reopened for the community and then like you just mentioned coronavirus came in like a wrecking ball and kind of put everything on pause but they are working on some virtual programming. So we are going to hear from Christian Little Strickland, who is a board member of the Madam Walker Legacy Center. And she is going to bring us up to date on some of the things they have going on for the summer for kids and also something for all of our girl dads out there. All of that and so much more coming up. We'll also be taking your calls and questions all morning long at 317-239-9696. But first, let's get you caught up on what is new in the news this morning. Protesters with Indy 10 Black Lives Matter woke up with justice on their mind again this morning, this time outside the home of IMPD Chief Randall Taylor. A convoy of at least 50 cars drove through the Chief's northwest side neighborhood around 86th Street and 465, just as the sun was coming up this morning. Protesters are demanding more details be released in the death investigation of Dre John Reed, who was shot and killed by IMPD in May. Protesters say protest will continue in some form or fashion until the autopsy and ballistics tests are released. A teen is dead and three more are injured, one critically, after a driver drove into a pond yesterday evening on the south side of Indianapolis. Indianapolis fire crews and emergency personnel were called to the crash around 7 o'clock last night near Shelbyville and East Stop 11 roads. Two teens were stuck in the car and had to be rescued by IMPD officers who were already in the area and jumped in the water to help. IFD Battalion Chief Rita Wright says two teens were able to get out of the car on their own and were taken to local hospitals. They are in good condition. The teens who were trapped in the car were taken to local hospitals in critical condition. One of the teens, a 15-year-old girl, later died. It is not yet clear why the driver left the road, but the vehicle did strike a tree before going into the water. 
In the forecast from the Storm Team 6 Weather Center, it is already raining on this Sunday morning. We'll see scattered storms throughout the day and into tonight, and more rain and thunderstorms are forecast for every day this week. Today's high will be 86 degrees. Right now, it is 70 degrees in Indy. And on this Sunday morning, we have been in the middle of a pandemic ebony for months. It has knocked people out of work. It has sent people who never thought they would be in lines to food banks, to food banks for that help. Um, it has changed so much in our world from beginning to end. And one of the main things that is continuing to have an unprecedented effect on is employment. Unemployment rates across the country and here in Indiana are at unprecedented highs. And that's because a lot of jobs are simply going away and not coming back. Yeah, yeah. So it has impacted a lot of people. Like you said, we saw a huge spike in claims around March um, where Indiana peaked at more than 100. 100- 46,000 claims. Um, and this is from an institution that's used to processing 3,000 a week and then just seeing that number skyrocket. Um, so we are going to hear this morning um, from Commissioner Fred Payne, who is the leader of Indiana's Department of Workforce Development, to talk to us about a new program that they are um opening up to help people to do just what you said, to get back to work and to maybe start on a different path. Yeah, now is the time for a lot of people that are thinking about what it is you're going to do, but maybe have no idea what it is or Mm -hmm. if it's something they know they want to do but don't have any training for it. They just don't know where to start. But Commissioner Payne does, and he joins us now on our live line. Commissioner, good morning. Good morning, Abby and Cameron. How are you both this morning? We are good. It's uh, We made it out of bed. I hit snooze a couple (laughs) times because that rain is serious out there. (laughs) <laughs> it is. Hey, thank you for joining us uh, this morning. Let's first talk about um, th- there are a couple of different things going on. You've got unemployment benefits, but then you've got uh, an alternative coming through the CARES Act, which provides for all of this different training, um, education uh, to get you on a new path. So let's first start with uh, that $600. That's one thing and it's totally separate. But we're hearing that benefits are going to be extended. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about that. I'm glad you brought that extension up. So the way that things stand now, I'll just give sort of a, an example or uh, talk a little bit about the economic landscape, uh, which that $600 falls into. Uh, as you both mentioned, uh, right before uh, I came on air, uh, our economy has hit a sort of an all-time economic low. The current landscape here for the U.S., we're looking at about 13.3% uh, unemployment. Indiana's unemployment rate right now is 12.3%. That's about the highest it's been since the 1980s, with the exception of last month, where it was 16.9%. So at this point, we're well beyond recession levels. We're, we're very low, exactly, wow. or very high. Wow. And... Even though we're at 12.3%, as I mentioned, that's sort of an improvement, believe it or not, uh, over the month, uh, down from 16.9%. We've actually gained over 91,000 jobs over the month. So there are signs of improvement uh, that we're seeing in Indiana. And actually, we paid out close to $3 billion, a little bit over $3 billion in benefits uh, since March. So that's an unprecedented dollar amount an unprecedented uh, unemployment insurance rate, 
we paid uh, unemployment benefits to more than half a million, close to 600,000 uh, Hoosiers uh, over that time. Mm-hmm. And we're paying probably somewhere close to about 275,000 um, unique or individual people per week for those benefits. Wow. Now, this is where that $600 plays a part. Uh, back uh, in March, uh, when Congress passed the CARES Act, there were several programs that they implemented uh, to help individuals. One was the PUC or the Pandemic Employment Compensation Insurance, which added an additional $600 on top um, of the weekly assessed unemployment amount that individuals would receive from the state. They also implemented what was called the PUA, the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance uh, Program, which paid unemployment insurance benefits to a classification of people who were not eligible, normally eligible for unemployment benefits. Self-employed, gig workers, uh, independent contractors, uh, people who may not have been otherwise uh, eligible for unemployment. So they're assessed the state an amount, and they also get an additional $600 on top of that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Now, that that $600 is supposed to go through the end of July. Now, Congress has been talking and there's been some debate uh, here recently about extending that $600 uh, through the end of the year or various times uh, after July. But there has been no definitive, no decision made on that uh, just yet. So right now, that $600 is expected to expire at the end of the month. And to be more exact, is to expire the week ending July 25th. Why July 25th? Because our benefits period ends on a Saturday. The last Saturday of the month of July is the 25th. The following Saturday happens to be August 1. So that $600 benefits benefit will end July 25th for that week ending then. So... All right, that's so, so we, that's what we look like in terms of the benefits amount. All right, okay. so that benefits is not yet uh, is not in stone. It let's plan on it ending the end of July. That's what you're saying. Absolutely. All yes. right, Ebony, you're yes. trying to say something. So I wanted to know because you know I've been keeping track of this as well and have friends that have applied. Some of them have received their benefits. Some of them haven't. Um, but at the end of the day, people need to have something to sustain them. Um, And if there's other employment out there, that's important. So with the Rapid Recovery Program, um, you guys are offering training and reemployment resources. Um, I'm curious to know, with so many different jobs going away, what kind of jobs are available that you all are preparing people for? Are these jobs that need um, to be filled right now? Like, how how does that process work? That's an excellent question. Uh, the jobs come in a, a variety of forms. There are jobs that we know are available right now. As a matter of fact, if uh, you go to uh, one of our websites, Indiana Career Ready, uh, you'll see that we have approximately 109,000 jobs that are available now. Um, our software actually scoops up all of the job uh, boards across the state in all of the open positions, and it puts them in one spot. And so it calculates that number and adjusts it on a daily basis. So 
as of this morning, there are about 109,000 jobs local. All kinds of fields from from IT to healthcare uh, to manufacturing. What we've seen over the past month, the areas that have seen the most growth, job growth, as I mentioned earlier, we had about 91,000 jobs. Uh, we had a growth of uh, 91,000 jobs over the month. Those jobs were in manufacturing, uh, healthcare, and the healthcare industry. And we're seeing quite a few in the IT area. And in those jobs, uh, some of them require what we consider additional training or skill, which would go anywhere from mid-level skills to high-level skills. And that's where our rapid recovery efforts are really taking us. That's where we want to make sure that we are focusing our resources. And part of our resources, we want to make sure that we're letting people know that we're going to help the community take the next step to get a new job quickly and to get a better job through affordable and free education and training or access to some other critical supports. Because sometimes it's not all about just having a resource to actually get a certification or some training. There's some other things, there's some coaching that needs to take place as well. So we're in the process of making sure that we offer that too. 317-239-9696 is the number to get on the air. Ask a question of our Commissioner Fred Payne, the leader of the Department of uh, Workforce Development for the entire state of Indiana. You've seen him on the uh, Governor's Task Force briefings uh, throughout the past couple of months, and he's on our live line this morning. Commissioner, let's pretend uh, like it is uh, 30 days from right now. And at that point, we will be knocking on August, as weird as that is, because you, when you said at the end of the month, you're already thinking in July. We got a couple of days left in June. So at the end of July, those benefits will be going away. Let's plan on that. Um, what do we do for folks who are saying, OK, running out of benefits, not sure what job I want to do. I want to do something totally different. You have a solution for them. Yes. So we set up a website. Um is called yournextstepin.org. And on this website, it will provide individuals with information to help them find a job, to explore new careers, and to get some career advice. It will also direct them on uh, such training as how to complete a high school diploma if that's where they are at, or they can earn or finish a college degree or get a short-term certification. The website will direct the individual based upon their own individual characteristics on where they need to go and what information they need to provide. And with our rapid efforts, we want to make sure that the individuals know where to get help with whether it's unemployment insurance, uh, access to health care, and other uh, types of uh, things that are out there. And so what we've done is we've expanded uh, what we call our Workforce Ready Grant uh, program. And this is a program that provides a 100% tuition-free access to certificates in uh, growing and hiring fields across uh, Indiana. So, for example, let's say a person who uh, had a job um, and is run away and explore career in computer code. And computer coding uh, jobs right now are really hot. They don't have the training. They go on this website. It will help direct them to a training device. 
And they identify the training provider. They sign up. We pay for 100% of that training. And jobs in that field uh, really are, there's almost a, a, a 90% rate. So, Commissioner, let, let me stop you because you were, you were breaking up a bit there, and you also have a couple callers standing by. But just say that last part for me again because you were breaking up. It sounded like you said if, I'm a, if, if right now I'm working in manufacturing and I decide I want to go into uh, some kind of computer technology job, that the state has programs where they will pay for that training 100%. Yes, they, we will. We'll pay for 100% of the training. And that computer coding, that was just one example um, uh, of the field that they can go into, but any variety of, uh, of fields of certifications will be listed there for the person, but we'll pay for that 100%. And then we'll make sure that we're providing um, an outreach network and some career coaching also that will be available as well. Wow. Okay. Uh, Ebony, we got some phone calls. Commissioner, give us that website one more time so people can jot that down as we take these calls. It's your next step in.org y-o-u-r-n-e-x-t-s-t-e-p-i-n.org all right we got uh several phone calls that are coming in callers were coming to you at 317-239-9696 let's start with this caller on line one caller good morning you're live on the air is that me yes it is good morning you're live hey gr- greetings how you guys doing this morning we're all right how are you who's this I'm, this is Paul, man. How y'all doing today? I'm all right, Paul. Uh, I wanted. I got a. Actually, I got two requests. All right. Uh, but for the brother that's on right now, I was. I was hoping that uh, could add business class, uh, so that some of the people that may want to start their own business and have somebody in there to explain the difference between the incorporation and the LLC, because the LLC has a little more. I mean, the incorporation has a lot more benefits than the LLC. And then secondly, I was wanting to request uh, of a, a doctor or somebody, uh, you know, in the medical field to come in and explain the difference between a virus and a bacteria. Because as I'm kind of looking and seeing what's going on, I think we need to have a little more uh, understanding of the difference between the virus and the bacteria. Because say like if you had pink eye and you got on the bus and you touched something, that's a bacteria. And so uh, we all out trying to mingle and all these types of things. And it's really unsafe for people to be opening up and doing all these things. We just need a little more deeper understanding. So I would request uh, if you could guys could have somebody on uh, that can explain that to oh. us. All right, Paul. Uh-huh. All right, Paul. Consider request number two granted. We will put that on our to-do list, especially through July as we get ready for schools to open up. We'll handle request two. Thank you, sir. <laughs> question one you. goes you to did. Commissioner Payne. Commissioner. Well, I think that's a good question, and 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 really trying to understand what the community is requesting and and what's needed. Uh, a business class is something that I think we, we have to consider. So uh, consider that something that, that we'll look at. No guarantees uh, about what courses that will be offered because what we do is we look at uh, data related to job demand and job wages and just what um, uh, is available at the time and what's really growing. But some of those courses may be offered actually through 
uh, the Small Business Administration, that may be a better resource for that particular thing. I could see that being really, really helpful for um, you mentioned with the CARES Act money being given to people that wouldn't normally um, be be available for unemployment. So like our gig economy workers, those in the more creative fields, et cetera. I could see those business courses being very helpful for them as they get their um, gigs restarted. I think that's I think that's a very good point. And that also brings up another point. Uh, as I was talking more about the tuition free for individuals, uh, for those individuals who are out there who own businesses, uh, who are running businesses, the program also provides uh, employer training. We provide training for employers to provide their employees with a reimbursement um, of $5,000 per employee for training, on-the-job training, uh, if they're retraining employees, up to $100,000 per employer. So we're trying to make sure that we are addressing the needs of both the individual to get skilled up and to get ready for their new career or even advance in their current career, while also providing resources to employers to help provide some of that training as well. Mm-hmm. On the air this morning with Commissioner Fred Paint. Fred Payne, the leader of Indiana's Department of Workforce Development, and taking your questions and calls at 317-239-9696. Commissioner, you got a couple more people standing by with questions for you. Let's continue to talk to them. Uh, caller on line two. Good morning. You're live on the air. Hello, that's you. Good morning. Hello? Hello? All right, they're they're gonna miss it. All right, let's go to the next caller on caller uh, on line three. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Larry Vaughn, please. Good morning, Larry. These are crimes against humanity. When you take a state and you ruin their economy, and then the state of Indiana actually has the nerve to come back after they know what they've done to our constitution under property caps. So let me tell you, this whole scam that they're running right now is destroying our cities. It's destroying our state, and they know that what they're doing. And I wonder what kind of evil intentions. You're not going to help anybody by offering them job training when they are illiterate. You're not going to be able to do that. And the large population in the black community is illiterate because of the way that you've directed them in their educational matter. The state of Indiana. Hello. You're there. And yes, i tell you. Holcomb needs to step up to the plate and tell us what they have planned for this state as we move forward in these uncertain times, which they have created. The people, the medical professionals, the medical officials that have perpetrated this fraud on us, they need to be punished. But they're using the same excuses as they've done at Nuremberg. They tried to say that they were doing this all in the public interest and that it would advance the medical treatment of mankind. But they still got convicted, and they got long prison terms and death sentences. So they are perpetrating a fraud on us. People better get used to that. There's no way you're going to have social distancing. There's no way you're going to have people going around looking stupid with a mask on. But America is not about that. America is about trust. America is about getting out there, taking your chance, seeing what you can get and not sitting around waiting on COVID money to misdirect, just like they do block grants, to their own purpose to destroy their deficits 
and try to improve their bond issuing ability. But let me tell you. Wrap it up, Larry. Prize. Ten seconds, buddy. Ten it's, seconds. It's crime. It's crimes against humanity. That's what it is. All right. Thank, thank you, Larry. You got uh, good luck to you out there with uh, taking your risks out there. Let's go to some more folks who have questions for the commissioner uh, on line one. Good morning. You're live on the air. Hello. Yes. Yes. You're live on yes. the air. I'd like to know for those people that still haven't received their benefits. Uh, and have already applied for them, when can they expect to see those? Excellent question. Very good question. Yeah, that's a a very good question. Um, For those individuals who file for uh, unemployment and their claims have gone beyond 21 days, uh, there's generally a a few reasons why. Uh, First, we generally pay out around about 85-90% of the claims within 21 days. The ones that go beyond that require a person to actually physically and manually adjudicate or go to handle. Uh, and the answer to the question of when those people should receive payment on their claims, it's going to depend on the situation of that individual's claim because each one is fact-specific. What I can tell you for sure is that Every individual who's eligible will receive every dollar that's due them, regardless of whether or not uh, the $600 ends on July uh, 25th or not, uh, whatever they're eligible for, they will receive. So they don't have to worry about uh, the money running out on that end. So the direct answer to the question is it depends on that person's individual claim. And we have about a little bit, you know, a little under about a thousand people working on those claims daily. So we are working through as many as we can as quickly as we can. Mm -hmm. But we have to go through certain procedures because we do have uh, fraud that's taken place in a variety of places. Uh, We've seen it happen uh, nationally now. And so we have to make sure that we're paying the right people the right amount. And I know that it may be a little bit inconvenient. And I'm not trying to uh, diminish that at all, but we are working through that. So, I'm sorry, one second, because we've got we're up against the clock, y'all. Caller, I didn't get your name if you're still there. Did that answer your question? Because, Commissioner, I've heard of several people who are especially gig workers, photographers, barbers who never ended up receiving anything. And of course, barbershops are now back open. Yes, yes. This is Mike from Indianapolis, and that did answer my question. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. God Thank bless you, Mike. you guys. Commissioner and Ebony, go ahead. So my question was to follow up on what the commissioner said about them having to physically come down to do something about them not receiving um, their benefits if it's gone over 21 days. Where specifically are they supposed to go, and is there a phone number that they can call? Oh, well, no, the individuals don't physically go anywhere. When I meant physically, I meant an adjudicator. One of our workers has to actually physically work the claim, manually work the claim. About 85% of the claims go through our system uh, in an automated way. And those that require uh, sort of a high touch from one of our individuals. And what I mean by that is there has to be some kind of interplay maybe with that person's employer. We may have to reach out to the employer and get specific documents from the employer, and then we may have to get some additional things from the employee. But no person has to come to any facility to handle any part of their unemployment insurance claim. 
All right, Commissioner, uh, we could talk about this for an hour because the phone lines are continuing to (laughs) ring with every time uh, someone says something or there's a question. Let's try to squeeze in one more before we have to go to a break. Uh, Caller on line two. Good morning. You're live on the open line show. Hello, you're live. Good morning. Uh, Yes, I was calling about um, a comment they made about the unemployment. Uh huh. Because I have a granddaughter who caught COVID-19 working in a nursing home. She had to uh, be quarantined, and everybody that had been around her had to be quarantined. Once she was over it, they told her she had to have uh, to test uh, negative. But every time she go in to get tested, they keep telling her inconclusive. Now, you're talking about ending the unemployment, which she haven't even received yet. And what are they supposed to do? Because you're asking people to risk their lives to go out and make the economy better. But what happens to the kids and families that's left behind once they're dead? Because people are acting like people are not dying from this uh, pandemic. And they're walking around with no mask, not social distancing, none of that. And then you're telling them, well, in order to get your bills paid, you got to go out here and work anyway. But you won't have no bills if you're dead. And that's what I keep telling my daughter, my sons, and my granddaughter. Take care of yourself first, which is what y'all should be uh, telling people. Since the numbers have not went down when they keep lying, saying they are, because we've still got high numbers up there. So what do you expect people to do? Commissioner, what can can people do? Because we've heard that over the past uh, couple of months. And thank thank you for your call. That's something that we've all brought up. You know, there is a risk in going back to work. You know, the risk is greater depending on what job you have. Um, But that puts people in in a predicament. But that's I mean, what's your advice to people with that? I'm, I'm glad she brought uh, that example up. So a couple of things uh, very quickly. One is for those individuals who have tested positive for COVID-19 and who have not yet recovered and or uh, they live within the household of someone who has tested positive for COVID and who's not yet recovered, those individuals will continue to receive uh, their unemployment uh, benefits. They'll still continue to be eligible. Again, even if the individual's claim has not been completely worked through and processed and they haven't received uh, their benefits yet, uh, they will be eligible and all of those benefits uh, that they're eligible for, they will be, uh, uh, they'll be back paid for them. One thing that I want to make sure that I point out uh, that we don't get a misunderstanding, when we say that the $600 portion of the federal benefit uh, it's scheduled to go away in July. That doesn't mean that all unemployment insurance benefits will go away. That's just the federal uh, amount. Still, individuals will be eligible for their state benefits, which will be up to 47% of their weekly wages. All right, uh, Commissioner, uh, we have blown past our time here this morning. Uh, the, the phone lines are still lit up with people who want to ask you a question. So in lieu of that, what is a way that they can get connected with your office and get these questions answered? They can uh, go to our website, uh, unemployment.in.gov. Uh, now is probably a better time, uh, you know, within the past few weeks than any other because we've had our call wait time has been down below 15 minutes. 
As you may recall, when we first entered into this pandemic, we went from 3,000 unemployment claims a week to over 150,000 in a week. And our our call lines went from uh, several thousand a week uh, to over 100,000. And we have built up uh, our call center uh, to make sure that we're able to address uh, general questions uh, pretty quickly now. So I would encourage them to go to the website and then uh, they could send an email there or they could call us. All right. Commissioner Fred Payne, the leader of Indiana's Department of Workforce Development, getting up early on a Sunday morning to talk with us here on the Open Line Show. Sir, thank you very much. And uh, we'll probably see you on Wednesday at the next briefing. Thank you both. Have a wonderful day. You as well. Ebony, still so much more to come on the show this morning, including... Uh, the reopening of the Madam Walker Legacy Center. They've got some cool virtual events for you to get involved in. We'll talk with Christian Little Strickland coming up on the other side of this break. You're listening to The Open Line Show. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle from WRTV, sitting alongside the queen of community, Ebony Chappelle. More show after this. Let's get back to We want to hear from you, your thoughts, your views, your voice. We are your eye on the community. It's Open Lines on Hot 96.3. Keeping you connected to what's happening in our city. It's Open Lines on Hot Hi, this is your boy, Ricky Smiley, man. Check it out. And you're listening to Open Lines with Cameron Riddle and Ebony Chappelle. And we are back on a Sunday morning. I'm Indy's newsman from WRTV, Cameron Riddle, sitting alongside the queen of all things community, Ebony Chappelle. Good morning. Good morning. You know, I really like the way that sounds, Cam. That's a good one. I'm going to have to stick with that. I thought that you would. (laughs) I was thinking that one up when I said, you know what? Who is at more community events than the one and only Ebony Chappelle? She may not. I won't say that you are the queen of the community, but you are queen of community. See, here's the difference. Because you're a community servant. That's what you do. Absolutely. It's all about, you know, doing what I can to help the people and serve in whatever capacity that may be. So happy to be serving with my voice this morning alongside you. It's always a pleasure. Well, we were going to have uh, Christian Little Strickland from the uh, Madam Walker Legacy Center on with us this morning. But I think she has overslept. But you have the details on what they are doing as they are reopening. And they've got some virtual events to kick things off. Yes, they have some great things that are going on. And I'm super excited. Um, about what's happening at the Madam Walker Legacy Center. So one thing, they are opening up some virtual events, as Cameron just mentioned, and one of them is a contest. So this is hashtag Daddy Do Day. 
and it started on June 19th and it is running through July 19th, 2020. And they want people to post pictures on social media. So dads and their and their daughters um, of a hairstyle moment. You know, when I was growing up, uh, my dad, Chris, if he's listening, uh, he tried to do our hair and he actually did a pretty decent job. So uh, if we were, you know, around social media back then, this would have been a great opportunity for us. But this is um, a program, well, a contest rather, where you have the chance to win up to $1,000 in cash and prizes. Um, if you post this picture on social media using the hashtag, Daddy Do Day on all of your posts from now through July 19th. They also have some youth programming that is going to launch this summer with the Madam Walker Summer Institute, and they have partnered with people like NASA, Kenyatta Dance Company, and Arts for Learning Indiana. So this is going to be just a great program. It's free. It's going to run three days per week from July 7th through July 30th for students ages 6 through 14. So if you are looking for something for your young people to do, this is a great opportunity. Um, a lot of summer camps and summer programs are being canceled due to COVID, but this is one virtual um, program that you can take advantage of. And this, uh, the registration, you can register from June 19th, which already passed. Well, you can register until July 3rd. Um, and the website is Madam, M-A-D-A-M, Walker Legacy Center dot com to find out more information about everything they have going on. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go open lines for the yeah. rest of the show at uh, 317-239-9696, 239-9696. What's on your mind? What do you want to talk about? That's the number to call to get on the air this Sunday morning. Ebony, I know what's been on your mind and on your heart for the past couple of weeks is the rising number of violent crimes that we are seeing here in Indianapolis. Yeah. I can count at least five that have happened in the last 24 hours, including one that happened mm-hmm. this morning. Uh, the numbers are, are, are up. They are up. And, you know, this is something that, you know, for the past several years, as we've seen our um, gun crime and homicide rate rise in Indianapolis, you know, every year, especially as the summer approaches, there is a little bit of anxiety in the air. Um, I know that I'm a little bit on edge and just wondering, you know, like what what is the city going to look like this summer? And right now we are already dealing with um, the backdrop of a global pandemic. We're dealing with. Um, racial um, issues going on and civil unrest, people without jobs. And then on top of that, um, the rising homicide rate. And there has been, you know, some young people, very young, um, that have been victim to this. So we have, you know, Roderick Payne and, and Naya Cope. And it's just, it's tragic. It's sad. And I just really want to know. So there's a lot of um, arguments and finger pointing that goes on about whose job it is. But I really want to hear from the community on their thoughts or any um, comments or solutions they may have on how to really address this and to deal with the problem that we're having. 317-239-9696, what are your solutions and and who is responsible for uh, getting these numbers down? As Ebony mentioned, um, we are already on track to beat last year's numbers, if that's any competition that just it sounds weird I guess the better way to say it was we're, we're on track to outpace or um I don't know how it any way you sound it the way you say it it sounds bad because yeah. we're already over 100 homicides and uh when we hit that 100 number it was mid to early June and that's not exactly that's halfway early. through the year yeah that's early for where for where we statistically should have been at that point 
And I think a lot of people thought that um, with us having to social distance and, and isolate due to the pandemic, that the numbers would be better. And it seems right now that they are actually worse. Uh, 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696 is the number to get on the air this morning as we talk about solutions um, and, and the continuing issues that we are seeing with violent crime. You mentioned the coronavirus pandemic at the beginning. Things definitely did slow down as everybody went on lockdown. But uh, midway through there, things did start to kick back up. And it wasn't just shootings. It was stabbings and um, it just it seems like um, it seems at some points, you know, especially like last night, it was nonstop. I get the we get the emails from IMPD about mm-hmm. what calls they're going on. And it's it's every hour, if not every 30 minutes. I think last weekend was even worse. Wow. Um, but you mentioned Naya Cope and Roderick mm-hmm. Payne um, tomorrow. I am hearing at six o'clock on the east side there at 30th and Arlington. There's going to be a big uh, prayer rally vigil to support mm-hmm. um, uh, th- those families and getting some answers to solving that issue. Um, mm-hmm. So what is it that you out there think could be the solution? Call us 317-239-9696. Callers are standing by. Ebony, let's go to the phone lines mm-hmm. right now. Caller, good morning. You're live on the air. Good morning. My name is Terry King. Hi, Terry. Can you turn your radio down for me in the back, please? Thank you. That issue. There we go. What do you think about all this? What What's your solution? I think, as always, the account needs to be start at home. You have, right now as we speak, if ever was a time to review, rethink, recircle, revisit, restructure, it starts at home. These people that are going out here shooting guns, killing people, killing people. See, back in the day, I'm 62, don't have a problem saying that. We shot marbles, where today they shoot guns. They have no value of life. Why? Because they weren't taught that. Now, you remember the movie um, Boys in the Hood, and mm-hmm. Cuba Gooding grabbed the baby out of the middle of the street. He held her out because she was stinging because her diaper hadn't been changed and took her to the mother, and the mother asked him if she could give him some to get a hit. Go do the math. Those babies aren't babies anymore. Those babies weren't taught how to love. Those babies weren't loved. They didn't know what it was to have, have have a meal ready for them or make sure their homework was okay or make sure they got up in the morning and went to school. You have children that leave home in the morning going to school because school is a sanctuary to them versus their home. You have children, we always say babies raising babies. It, it is what it is. Wake up. Until accountability starts at home and responsibility, you should know who lives in your house. You should know if somebody in your house don't think nothing about taking somebody's life. You should know if your child has a gun. If you look at all the homicides, just take a minute and dissect each and every one of them. It all leads back to home. All right, Terry, thank you for your call. I appreciate it. I've got some other calls I want to jump in before we have to go off the air. But uh, thank you so much for for your point. Let me jump to the next caller uh, on line two. Good morning. You're live on the air. Hello. I hear you. I hear them breathing as creepy as that is. Hello. Good morning. Yes. Good morning. How are you? You're live on the air. Uh, yes, I, I just think that, you know, there needs to be more religious things 
going on and stuff and people opening up the churches because a lot of these kids today is just not understanding and it's it's about the young folks. I mean, I'm an older person. I'm not young anymore, but I mean, you know, they just don't, they're not understanding. Like, they tell people not to, you know, the distancing and all this stuff. They're out here having parties. They're out here, you know, just doing things that they know that they're not supposed to be doing. I mean, you know, you're supposed to be face covering and and all this other stuff. Are you there? Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And, and they're they're not they're not doing this. I mean and I think that, you know, there is something that really, really needs to break down here. And right. something needs to be done. All right. Thank you for your call. Another caller uh standing by on line one. Caller, good morning. You are live on the air. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh my name is Tyler. I... Tyler, are you there? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yeah, I, I can. Go ahead. All right. My name is uh, Tyler Alexander. I'm actually uh, a mentor here in the city of Indianapolis. Uh, I deal with the youth um, here in the city, um, 17 and under. I work with new um, what, what, what I've been told from these kids, some of them that is on paper, is that the reason that they make the decisions that they make is, is quite frankly because they are bored. Um, they said they don't have anything to do. Um, a lot of kids that I do on the prevention side say, why do we have to wait until we get arrested to be able to get some type of help of a mentor or someone that can guide us? Mm. So um, one thing that I have got to um, say is we need to be looking at as far as instead of coming up with these different programs for kids to pay for, uh, really step around faith and doing uh, God's due diligence and helping these kids um, so uh, bef- bef- before b- before I let you go, because I'm against the clock and I got other callers, where can uh, can people listening find a cat like you who's out there already doing the work? Oh, man, you you can reach me uh, anywhere. I can give you my contact information. I can give you our website uh, whenever, whenever you website? need. You go ahead. This is your, your community uh, spotlight. Hit it. Got you. Uh, you can reach us at www ibnbmentor.org. And again, my name is Tyler Alexander. Uh, you can also reach me at 317-975-9074. Give me that number one more time because I want to, um, I may call you later. One more time. What's your phone number? 317-975-9074. All right, Tyler. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, uh, Ebony, let's keep it rolling before you have to jump off the air here with... This caller, who is on line two. Good morning. You're live on the air. Hello. Hello. Yes, you're live. Yeah, this is this when I was calling in reference to when we speaking about all the killings and everything that's going on and, and address the, the pandemic. Uh-huh. Give, uh, I'm going to give you 40 seconds because we're almost out of time. So, uh, okay. Hit all right. All right. First, on the addressing the pandemic, number one. We should all be looking out for ourselves first. We, if we sit here and we listen to the president or we listen to the people that's running the country, you know they're not in your household. They're not getting sick. So we need to, no matter what, we need to mask up. I've been over in 
Tennessee and Texas, and, and it's it's really bad. And then when you come to Indianapolis and you see all these people that not, that's not wearing masks, they don't take it serious. So, number one, take this serious before it happens to you. And number two? Number two, the job situation. We should always be out there trying trying to find a better job anyway. And number three, don't let anyone tell you not to wear a mask and you looking at numbers. That's it. Thank right. you. God bless. All right. Appreciate your call. Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, those numbers are continuing to go up in different parts of the country. Here in Indiana, some days they look like they're going down. Then we see a, a little jump back into the 500. But I can remember days when I was telling you that there were numbers of 800, uh, 700, 900 in a single day. And so we know what can happen in uh, from watching other states like Arizona, um, who... Yeah, kind of shut down, kind of didn't. Mm-hmm. Then Texas, who where they never shut down, and then and, they shut down again recently. Yes, They're and, like Texas is closed now. Yeah, because they didn't do things right mm-hmm. in in the first place. So this stuff has never gone away. Mm-hmm. Even when we reopened, things didn't go away. We just opened mm-hmm. because people wanted to get back to work, not because the uh, virus had gone away. Of course, the main reason we shut down in the first place was to not overwhelm the hospitals, and now that's what is happening in Arizona and in Texas, and that is why they are now closing back down so to his point i do believe in the power of masks only uh not just because uh of, of what the doctors say but i was watching just a silly little video on on twitter and a guy was trying to blow out the candles on his birthday cake with a mask on and it took him forever to do so i was like well it may not block everything, but it does at least block something. So, uh, you know, nothing is perfect in this unprecedented time of this pandemic. But yeah. just that video alone, put put your mask on and try to blow out a candle and see or put your hand on the other side of your mask and see how much less wind you feel with that. Take it as common sense. Yeah, absolutely. I saw something online that said um, if you could take something or do something that could decrease your chances of getting the coronavirus by, you know, this large percentage, I can't even remember the percentage, would you do it? And they were like, yeah. And it was like, oh, yeah, that thing that we were talking about is wearing a mask. It decreases your um, likelihood of transacting this virus. So I want people to take it serious and just to take care of themselves and one another. Um we still got the rest of the year to get through. Yeah, we still got the rest of the year. So, you know, I got my mask occasionally. I ain't going to lie to you. I'll forget it because I'm so used to wearing it. And then I realize I'll take it off in the car and leave it. I'm like, hey, we just won't breathe for a second until we can go back and get it. Uh, but with that said, uh, we're going to take a little bit of a breather uh, and take the rest of the day off because we've got so much more work to do as there is a busy week ahead. That's going to do it for this edition of the Open Line Show. We are back next Sunday at 8. And if you missed any part of the show, want to get more information about the career changes and unemployment assistance you can do so by going to our website or by listening to the show later today on apple Podcasts. i'm cameron riddle from wrtv indies newsman and i will see you tomorrow for the news on rtv6 ebony and this is ebony the queen of community um as so dubbed by mr cameron riddle mm-hmm. and Own i it. will be <laughs> i'm claiming it and i will be doing lots of things in the community as well this week And just want to encourage you all again to tune in next week for more show. Have a great Sunday and a positive week. All right. We'll see you back here next Sunday live at 8. Bye.